Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. I am your host, Alfred Parsar Jr., and here on this program, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. Today is Monday, July 26, 2021, and here on the program today, we're going to look at this past weekend's series against the Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to preview uh, the upcoming Atlanta Braves series that starts today with five games in four days, including today's doubleheader. And I've got some words for one of the Mets starters in the rotation after seeing his performance this past weekend and last weekend, the weekend previous. So uh, tune in for that. Uh, before we kick off with anything, we must start with the standings. Uh, coming into today, the New York Mets are still in first place in the National League East. They are 52-44, and 44, good for a win percentage of 54%. Uh, followed by uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, who are 49-49. and 49. They're four games behind. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, who the Mets, again, start a series against today. They're 48-50. and 50. They're five games behind. The Washington Nationals, 45-53, and 53, eight games behind. And the Miami Marlins, as always, has been the case most of this season, 43-57, and 57, with 11 games trailing the Mets. So this past weekend... The New York Mets played the Toronto Blue Jays Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I said it on the previous edition of the Metropolitan Report. This Toronto Blue Jays team was a team that I have been afraid of. Um, they were a team that, you know, they strike fear in the hearts of opposing teams. They are the major league leaders in home runs. Um... Tremendous talent on that team. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Bo Bichette, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, Kavan Biggio, uh, Lourdes Goriel Jr., and the, the the amount of talent on that team. Uh, we had a couple of homecomings as well. Uh, Steven Matz started the game Friday. Uh, I was at all three games in person. The Mets played a nice tribute video for Steven Matz before he took the mound in Friday's game. But this this Toronto team is not a team to take lightly, not a team to sleep on, and the Mets won the series, which I did predict. I did say, and you can go back and listen to the tape, uh, I did say on Thursday's edition of the report that the Mets would take two out of three from Toronto. Uh, I was not incorrect in that prediction. Uh, let's, let, let's go to Friday's game. Friday... Uh, the Mets uh, show, had a great showing offensively. They shut out the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Pete Alonso hit not one but two home runs and had all three RBIs of the game. Uh, he had a two-run homer in the first, and then he had a solo in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Pete Alonso has just been on a tear. Uh, I can't say anything bad about Pete Alonso right now. Uh, ever since the second half of the Major League Baseball's 2021 season has, has resumed, uh, Pete Alonso leads the league in second-half home runs. He has more than Otani, more than Tatis. Uh, Pete Alonso playing some great baseball right now. And, again, they shut out the Blue Jays, which is not easy to do. Uh, and we also had a first in the same game, Tyler McGill, the rookie who has pitched solid uh, all season long since he's been up here uh he got his first 
uh, decision, which was a win. So he got his first win in his career and also got his first base hit. So uh, Tyler McGill had a game. He pitched really well. Uh, McGill pitched six innings, only gave up two hits, walked one, but struck out five. Uh, his ERA has lowered to 2.10 on the season. Uh, Seth Lugo, uh, he, he pitched well, only gave up one hit, struck out one, didn't walk anybody. Trevor May also pitched well. Uh, one inning, two strikeouts, uh, no walks. And then Edwin Diaz came on for the save uh in his in the in the top of the ninth in his top of the ninth one inning no walks no hits and struck out one so uh, the Mets pitching staff looked really really good uh on Friday night again shutting out the Blue Jays and uh shutting out a team like the Blue Jays is very hard to do uh Vladimir Guerrero Jr. going 0 for 4 so uh again props to Tyler McGill the man uh, got his first win and his first base hit uh, in his career. So two firsts in the same night. McGill, is, like I've said, McGill has been solid all season. It's just he had never pitched well enough. Well, I can't even say pitched well enough. He, he had always pitched well to not lose. It's just when he, same thing like, like that, that, that used to plague DeGrom. When, when he pitches, somehow the Mets forget to hit or the bullpen blows the lead. One of the two things happens. I'm very happy that the kid... Got his first major league win, and Taboot also got his first major league hit. Then we move on to Saturday. And now Saturday uh, was the massacre in Flushing. Uh, the Blue Jays got their revenge. Uh, this was an ugly game. Uh, this was a game the offense didn't click. Uh, the Blue Jays won 10-3. And what's even more telling is the Mets' lone all-star representative, because, of course, Jacob deGrom opted out of the all-star game, Taiwan Walker started this game uh, for the Mets, and he pitched terribly. Uh, he only went four innings, gave up six runs on eight hits, walked two, and only struck out one. And even worse, he gave up three, not one, not two, but three home runs in this 10-3 loss. Uh, the Mets, in the going into the bottom of the fifth inning, were down 6 nothing. They were able to put up three runs and cut the deficit to three. But uh, the Blue Jays, just too much. They scored one in the seventh, three in the ninth, and the Mets offense was quiet the rest of the game. But I did say in the intro I, I had words for a New York Mets starter. And that starter is Taiwan Walker. You see, Taiwan Walker reminds me of that employee at work where... When he's first hired, he's the most energetic guy. He's the guy that'll go the extra mile. He gets his work done on time, sometimes even ahead of time. And, you know, he's just really, really motivated and doing a great job. The minute he gets recognition from the boss, maybe wins a, an employee of the month once or twice, and, and, and is constantly told, how great of a job he's doing. It gets to his head. He gets complacent. He gets comfortable. And then his performance declines. And that's what I think Taiwan Walker is. He had a great first half. Was chosen to replace Jacob deGrom in the All-Star game. And, and his first half numbers were great. But since the All-Star break, 
it hasn't looked good. You want to talk about uh, numbers here. Let, let's go through the numbers. In, in Taiwan Walker's last two starts, combined, he's pitched four and one-thirds innings. Because remember, the previous weekend against the Pirates, he didn't make it out of the first inning. He only pitched a third of an inning. So in four and one-thirds innings, he gave up 12 runs. 12 runs in four and a third. This guy is an all-star. What is he doing? I don't understand. It's like he made the all-star game and and that was his employee of the of the uh, of the month award and then as soon as he got the award he just become mediocre. And Taiwan Walker, I, I I know I gave this guy a lot of praise on the last edition of the Metropolitan Report. I called him a true number 2. He's not looking like a true number 2 or even a 3 right now. Four and one thirds innings, and he gave up twelve runs. That that that's 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 not acceptable. That is not acceptable, especially from an all star caliber player. That is just not acceptable. Now I understand that on Saturday he played a Blue Jays team that leads the American League in home runs. Okay, whatever. But that the Pittsburgh Pirates was inexcusable, and some people will say, "Oh, you being too rough on him because." He made that misplay on an error and, and cost himself three runs. He should have never made the play to begin with. He is a veteran. He should know better than that. Now, before I, I write Taiwan Walker off, I'm going to give him one more start to prove himself. And in his next start, should he get hammered or obliterated again and give up another six-run spot, then we're really going to have some words for Taiwan Walker. When I look at the Mets preview of the upcoming game, and I see Taiwan Walker listed as the probable starter, in the first half, I, I saw that, and it used to make me feel good. I'm like, all right, we got a chance. But these last two starts, I see Taiwan Walker listed as the probable starter. I'm like, yeah, it's Taiwan, cool. But then... He goes out there and he lays an egg. And for any of you out there, because I've been hearing from fellow Met fans that maybe I'm too harsh in my opinions on certain guys sometimes, but is 12 runs in a four and one third inning span acceptable to you? Ask yourself that question. Again, the, it's not like this guy is some schmuck off the street. He was an all-star this year. And even in the all-star game, matter of fact, we want to take it back even further, even in the all-star game. I understand it's a meaningless game, but he couldn't get a shutout inning. Mike Zanino, of all people, who went into that all-star game hitting 198. How he's an all-star, I don't even know. But Mike Zanino hit that home run off of Taiwan Walker, and that's where it's that, that that's where this whole thing is started. Maybe his confidence is broken. I don't know. But ever since he gave up that home run in the all-star game, Taiwan Walker has not been the same. This is not the same Taiwan Walker that pitched in the first half this is not the same taiwan walker that heroically and miraculously overcame his past troubles with that elbow in tommy john to, to, to be an all-star in 2021 this is not the same taiwan walker who when we signed him this past winter everybody was saying that it was the 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 bargain of the offseason the best bargain free agent acquisition of the season 
I don't understand what's going on with Taiwan. I really don't. I would hope he would get back to form because, again, we're in the dog days of summer. July will be over by the end of in another week. By the end of the week. This Sunday is August 1st. So hopefully Taiwan can get his act together because now it's it's a playoff push. Um, and with the upcoming schedule, it's, it's make or break. So uh, we got we to gotta see what this Mets club is made of, especially with all the injuries. Lindor is still out. DeGrom is out. So we need to rely on our pitching. The offense is starting to click and wake up. So we need we need we need our all-star to to pitch much better. He needs to go back to his first half form. And I don't even know or think if he can do so. But we we need Taiwan Walker to wake up and we need him to wake up bad. Can't you can't give up 6 runs in in the first inning to to a Pittsburgh Pirates team. You can't give up 6 runs throughout a start uh to the Toronto Blue Jays. You just can't but I'm pretty sure somebody out there will tell me I'm being too hard on Taiwan Walker. I personally don't think I'm being too hard on Taiwan Walker whatsoever. Um, again, he, he set the bar high for himself. He pitched well enough to, to get a spot in the All-Star game. So I, I, I expect him to to pitch like the, the good pitcher he is. 12 runs and four and a third over his last two. It's unacceptable. If any of you out there think that's acceptable, you 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 come find me and tell me. But I'm going to give Taiwan Walker one more start before I write him off like I wrote off David Peterson. Moving on to Sunday. Uh, the Mets in the rubber game of that series uh, against the, the Blue Jays. Uh, that game was a back-and-forth affair. The Mets scored first. The Blue Jays took the lead. The Mets came back, and then the Blue Jays threatened before Edwin Diaz came and shut the Blue Jays down in the top of the ninth. The Mets won that one 5-4. to four. Uh, Another Pete Alonso home run and another homecoming as the man that we traded to Toronto after he gave up back-to-back -back home runs, one being a grand slam to Fernando Tatis and the other one being a solo shot to Manny Machado a couple of months ago uh, in Flushing. Jacob Barnes came back to... City Field. He made a relief appearance on Sunday. He didn't fare well. Uh, thanks for coming, Jacob. He took the loss in that game as well. Um, it, it was nice knowing you. Thanks for coming back and, and giving us a win. Uh, this game, again, Pete Alonso, another home run. Uh, you, normally, there's the post-home run derby curse. Um, it, when Bobby Abreu played for the Phillies, uh, he won the home run derby, and then all of a sudden couldn't hit a home run in a regular season game uh, that's why a lot of these guys like tatis and vladdy jr probably decided that now nah, we're not going to participate in the home run derby but since the derby like i said earlier in the show pete's leading the second half in in home runs uh he's 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 got the power and he did say after the home run derby he's the best power hitter on the planet and so far he's, he's living up to it uh notable occurrences so Prior to this game, the New York Mets, uh, they actually did this on Friday. They made a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they gave up Tommy Hunter, who had made a few relief appearances for the Mets this season. Uh, they traded him to the Tampa Bay Rays for left-handed starter Rich Hill. Rich Hill is a serviceable starting pitcher. He's a journeyman, uh, a veteran at that. And uh, Rich Hill uh, pitched five innings. 
He gave up three runs on five hits. He walked two and only struck out one, but a decent debut performance in Flushing. He did get a standing ovation uh, from the crowd at City Field when he walked off the field after being pulled. Uh, Seth Lugo gets the win here after he blew the save. Uh, he's credited with a blown save. Uh, he pitched uh, one inning. Uh, he wasn't charged with any earned runs, but he gave up the hit that drove in the runs that Rich Hill was responsible for with men on base. He struck out one. Jerry's Familia pitched well. One inning, two strikeouts, no walks, no hits. Trevor May pitched two-thirds of an inning. Uh, he gave up one run on three hits and walked one. He continues to struggle. Uh, Aaron Loop, spectacular as always. I'm always going to sing the praises of Aaron Loop. Uh, I personally think he was an all-star snub. He only came in the game to face one batter. Didn't give up a hit or a run. Didn't walk anybody, but didn't strike anybody out either. And then Edwin Diaz, who a lot of you have been frustrated with uh, prior to Friday. His previous three save opportunities were blown, but he came in here this weekend and was spot on. Again, he got the save Friday. Got the save yesterday as well. Pitched one inning, walked one, but struck out three. Looking like the flamethrower we know him to be from his days as a Seattle Mariner. Uh, the Mets offense again. Uh, Pete Alonso, great game. He had two RBI. Uh, Jonathan VR, two for four at a solid game. J.D. Davis went two for three, drew one walk. And again, I, I personally think J.D. Davis is going to get traded at the deadline. But his numbers and his production, uh, you, you can't really ignore. The, the man's batting 364. So, uh, amongst standout games here. So, the Mets win the weekend series against the Blue Jays. I know Blue Jays fans probably expected to win two out of three or even a sweep. But, uh, the only wall that the Mets ran into was Hunjun Ryu. Uh, other than that, they took care of them Friday. They took care of them yesterday. And, uh, again, uh, the Mets proving as they have all season long that they can hang with good teams. Uh, the Mets, we've seen them hang with the Padres. Uh, when the Cubs were leading the NL Central, we saw them dominate them. Uh, the Brewers are in first place right now. We saw the Mets take two or three from them. The Mets, uh, we, we saw them recently take two or three from Cincinnati. So this New York Mets ball club proving that they can hang with, uh, proving that they can hang with uh, these great teams who still have something to play for. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to preview this Atlanta Braves series that starts today with this doubleheader. You're listening to the Metropolitan Report. I'm your guy, Alfred Parsar Jr. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man, Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in, because trust me, that's crazy. Do you have an event that needs a design? How about planning? You can take care of all your event needs with ARJ Signature Design, run by Alnisa Reed Jenkins, where you can get custom floral designs, event designs, set designs, as well as retail and commercial installs. You can get all that done by Alnisa Reed Jenkins of ARJ Signature Design with event planning and event designing and is also a family-run business. Again, that's ARJ Signature Design, and you can go ahead and get your free consultation by contacting Miss Reed Jenkins 
at arjsignaturedesign.com. They do a great job. And again, if you need any event florals, custom floral designs, or set design, whether you're commercial, retail, or personal, ARJ Signature Design can get the job done for you. Again, that's arjsignaturedesign.com for your free consultation now. Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Alonzo here from the New York Mets, and uh, I'm here with Alfred, and I just want to say thank you so much to all you guys for listening to the Metropolitan Report. It's a really awesome show. You got some great insight on Mets baseball, and um, yeah, it's I mean, it's a great place where Mets baseball is talked about, and we got a lot of really fun stuff coming up this year. It's just been absolutely tremendous. So thank everybody for listening to the Metropolitan Report, and uh, Alfred, keep doing your thing, and as always, LFGM. And we're back on the Metropolitan Report, and this is a pivotal series coming up for multiple reasons for the New York Mets. So they play five games in four days, including a doubleheader today against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are right now in third place in the National League East. And if the Mets can dominate this series and take three or even four out of five, this may knock the Atlanta Braves so far down the ladder that they may not even be able to recover in the standings and have a chance to uh, take the NL East lead at some point in the season if they get dominated um, in this series. Uh, of course, the Atlanta Braves playing without all-star Ronald Acuna Jr. for the rest of the season. He tore his ACL uh, two days uh, before the all-star break that Saturday. Uh, he tore the ACL trying to make a catch to rob Jazz Chisholm of an extra base hit. Carted off the field, done for the year. Of course, prior to that, they had lost Marcel Ozuna. He was out injured, and while out injured, made his way to the administrative leave list as uh, he had that domestic violence case against him. So this Atlanta Braves team, nowhere near full strength. Uh, prior to the season on paper, they were pegged to be the NL East champions this season. Of course, that has not happened for one reason or another. But however, they have managed to hang around. Uh, they're playing even baseball right now. Uh, again, the Braves, 48-52 and 52 games shy of 500. They're five games behind now. And in the unlikely event that they sweep the Mets, they'll take, they'll take the division. Well, at least tie the division. But again, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, games one and two of this doubleheader. Uh, start tonight uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. It will be game one of the doubleheader with game two following a half, a half hour after game one ends. Uh, if we take a look at the pitching matchups for that first game, uh, the Mets are going to trot out Marcus Stroman, who looked good in his last start and got a win. Uh, Marcus Stroman, 7-8 and eight with a 2.59 ERA. He'll be going up against Kyle Muller. The left-hander who is 1-3 with a 3.20 ERA. Uh, the Braves recently acquired Jock Peterson from uh, the Chicago Cubs. So it'll be interesting to see how Jock uh, will play in this series. Of course, uh, when they acquired him, you know, he, he's played uh, only a handful of games. But Jock Peterson will be back at City Field as a member of the Braves. Uh, and again... Uh, also, the Braves, they they have Steven Vogt, who they acquired from the Arizona Diamondbacks, who is a serviceable catcher. So anything is uh, is possible here. Uh, in, 
in game two of this doubleheader. Uh, the Mets have not named a starter yet, but whoever it is will go up against Bryce Wilson, who is two and three with a 5.34 ERA. Both games being broadcasted on SNY as well as WCBS Radio 880. For those of you who prefer audio instead of watching the game, uh, tomorrow's game. Again, the Mets have not determined a starter, but the Braves will trot out Charlie Morton, who the last time uh, the Charlie Morton came to City Field with the Braves, uh, he dominated in a great effort. Uh, Morton is nine and three with a 3.65 ERA. Uh, Wednesday's pitching matchup will see Max Freed, who is seven and six with a 4.46 ERA, go up against Tyler McGill, who we mentioned just got his first win on the year. And of his career, he's 1-0 with a 2.10 ERA. And then in the finale Thursday, uh, Drew Smiley, who is 7-3 with a 4.30 ERA, goes up against Taiwan Walker, who's 7-4 with a 3.43 ERA. So five games in four days. This is a pivotal series here for this New York Mets ball club. And, you know, again, the Mets... The Mets, they, they got to win this series, at least three out of five. Should something disastrous happen and they they, they lose uh, four out of five or get swept or they lose three out of five, then that's that's not good. Uh, this Braves team, again, has has, has never been over 500 for the season. Um, the best they've been is at 500. Um, they're playing without their arguably their best player. So the Mets got to take advantage of this. Uh, just no excuse if, if they do lose. Uh, I predict the Mets are going to take three out of five games. Uh, I think the starts that Stroman, uh, McGill, and yes, you, Taiwan Walker, you. I think those three guys will get wins in their starts. Um, Jacob deGrom's status is up in the air, but uh, the rumor has it he may be off the IL before this series concludes. So he may get the start. In, uh, in one of those two games. Uh, the other game I'm predicting will probably be a bullpen game or or Rich Hill might get the... Well, I doubt Rich Hill, since he pitched Sunday, would, would, get, the, would get the ball uh, for, for one of these starts. Uh, especially considering that uh, tomorrow is a to-be-determined pitcher, probably a bullpen game. But, I, again, I, I don't see any reason why the Mets... Uh, don't win at least minimum three out of five. Again, this is a pivotal this is a pivotal series because if the Mets can dominate here, it might demoralize the Braves. Probably would knock them out of contention the rest of the year, put them in a hole that's too steep to come back up from. Especially if the Phillies uh, were to lose games as well. Um, and again, the Phillies losing would would also help the Mets cause the game ground in the division. But I don't see why um, they can't win three out of five. Uh, next order of business, um, this Friday at 3 p.m. is the trade deadline. We've seen some teams make moves ahead of the deadline. Uh, on Thursday, uh, as we recorded, uh, it was reported uh, Nelson Cruz goes from the Twins to the Tampa Bay Rays. And there are rumors heating up all over the place. Um, I know I said on Thursday, I want Adam Frazier on the Mets. The rumor has it that uh, the San Diego Padres are being very aggressive in their pursuit of Frazier. They most likely will get him. Uh, the Dodgers are also looking for a starting pitcher. Um, I'm going to hold off on more trade deadline talk. 
I'll save it for Thursday's edition of the report since Thursday is uh, one day before the deadline. So uh, it, it remains to be seen what happens there. But again, if I'm the Mets, like I said on Thursday, I'm going after a starting pitcher and a bat. And if I can afford one, uh, either a bullpen arm or a closer. Or somebody who was a closer, we could put in a setup role. I do believe Diaz will be uh, consistently good the rest of this season. Um, he, he got he got two saves, uh, one in each of his last two opportunities. So uh, that's not bad. He looked good Friday, looked exceptional uh, yesterday. So uh, that's that. But uh, I do predict that the Mets are going to take three out of five uh, from the Braves. And it's also important that they win this series because... Um, the Cincinnati Reds, who still have something to play for, they come to town on Friday, and then as soon as that series ends on Sunday, it's a road trip with four in Miami and three against Philly. The Philly games are going to be crucial because should the Phillies remain in second place somehow up until the time that the Mets come to see them in Philadelphia, um, you know, it's it's uh, that that's going to be a pivotal series as well uh, to try to knock the Phillies down the ladder some more. Um, but I won't talk about those games until, uh, Thursday's edition of the report only because it's closer in time, but yeah, so the Mets tonight, 5 PM game one of the doubleheader game two starts approximately 30 minutes after game one ends. And I've pretty much said all there is to say. So the only thing left to say is let's go Mets.